When you get your compound in the middle of nowhere, nowhere. California, then you can do that. I've been <laughs> fucking all over that right now. Anyway. Dude, I've been you're, fucking dead, all, dude. you're fucking all over the compound? I'm fucking all over the... Man. I'm blessing every corner of this tree right here by fucking on it. <laughs> how's, uh, how's your week so far? Uh, week's, week's been going good. Uh, so just update on some news. There is the... Uh, the World Games qualifiers for the U.S. Muay Thai team this week. Yes. Uh, so a couple of people I know uh, fought. Um, a couple of them, they lost their first matches, so they're out. But another, a few other people I know are still in it. Uh, they're competing tomorrow uh, through the weekend. So good luck to the Bay Area Fight Fam out there representing oh, yeah. Bay Area Muay Thai. And also the coach, one of my friends who's also a coach of at Pacific Ring Sports in Oakland, he had a fight in thailand this morning and he won by a third round knockout mm. so left hand so congratulations to andrew Kapuro of pacific ring sports and he's out there in uh, training at phuket singha muay thai so congratulations andrew dude that must be crazy man just fighting in front of all those well he he fought another foreigner you know and, you mean? know it's crazy yeah, and he fought another foreigner. That guy was pretty tough, too. Andrew knocked the guy out in the third round, but he didn't come away unscathed. Actually, he just texted me a picture of a of a cut he got from an elbow. It went from <sighs> near the center, from near the center of his forehead, down down near damn near the bridge of his nose. And he said the stitches are fresh. It was, it was a cool-looking fucking scar, man. He's going to have some great oh, stories to tell people later on. <laughs> that is, oh, that's insane, man. Hey, how, so how's your week been, man? Oh, Tell dude, us been, why uh, I mean, our episode's a couple of days late yeah, here. Sorry, so guys, some of our to, listeners are... So real estate season is in full effect right now, and my business is, you know, business is it's doing pretty well right now, and we're, we're getting busier and busier. So we're, we're getting a lot of uh, cool traffic from Google ads and Yelp ads. So for those of you small business people, you know, it really depends on what type of business you have. Even if it has to do with like a martial arts gym, it's almost kind of the same dynamic. But you kind of have to invest in that stuff. And I, I didn't believe in it for a very long time. And once my wife, uh, just to let you know, a lot of people don't know this, but my, my wife is going to be leaving her job in, um, I think as of, in May 1st will be her first day without having a full-time job. So she's going to come on board with us because we figured – you know, her salary is pretty much capped um, mm. at this point. And she's hit the ceiling where she's at, yeah, at the company. I mean, unless she's going to become a partner of this, you know, consulting company, it, there's not really going to be any more opportunity. And she was like, man, I, I would rather spend the time trying to build, you know, our business and build other businesses at the same time. She thinks it's a lot more valuable because there's no ceiling to what we can make at this point. 
but with her doing her thing over there, it, it really limits her capabilities. She's a very creative person, you know. She's done the, the craft and Etsy part, and with a lot of people, she just didn't know what she wanted to do. And so right now, it's a big grind. And mm-hmm. with us figuring out all this stuff and we're trying new things and we've re-kind of invented our business, it, it's been doing pretty well. And it, it feels good. But it, Dude, congratulations. Thank you. And it's not... It's not over yet, you know, so we're right. We're trying to prepare for like next for the season coming up because there's it's going to die again, probably in December. And we're going to be like, shit, what do we do now? So you'll be like, wish it was March again. (laughs) So we're trying to figure out. That's exciting that she could she could leave like her current employment and like. People will, do... us, people will call us crazy, but then we've been doing crazy shit like this for. You've been telling years. me one of these days we got to talk about your your history of uh yeah. of business ventures and whatnot. Ooh. But again, with some of this risky stuff that people do, there's great rewards at the other end of it, right? Yeah, you just so, have to weather the storm, you know. Yeah, and you guys know how to manage it. That's exciting. So yeah. you, so you, um, before we get a little bit into that, you just to make it clear to everybody, you take like video footage of like properties that are yeah, for sale. So we're, like, we're what's like the a... weirdest thing you've ever uh, <laughs> taken footage of? If you, if you were, was there like, they were like, Hey, why don't you come out on this farm? And then you're like, okay, sure. Your drone is flying over shit. And all of a sudden you're like, that almost looks like there's a bunch of bodies buried <laughs> in, in, in a field. Is Have you ever run into any, some weird shit like that? Uh, not really, because usually the people that are trying to sell, they, they By the way, he has he, he has to say that so he doesn't get yeah, sued, everybody. So, sued. so he's <laughs> no NDAs, but um, yeah. I mean, the, I think the weirdest thing is if ever you've seen like hoarders or something like that. That's the one thing, probably the weirdest. Oh, thing what's what's the strangest stuff you've seen people like collect leave? and hoard? Oh man, because this mind you, these people were evicted, but they didn't own the house, so. Mm-hmm. The person that owned the house was out of state, and then they were just like, you know, you you haven't been paying your rent, and all of a sudden, you know, they were evicted, but they just left everything. Okay. It was just, it it looked like a a tornado hit the house. <laughs> it's just like you know what? Yeah, we're gonna leave, but we're gonna fuck yeah. this place up too. Watch this. And there was just like garbage. Everywhere. I was just, and they were like, "Go ahead, go photograph it." And I was just like, "I don't even think I can <laughs> take a picture right now. <laughs> take a pic, take, take a picture of this. Yeah, wear a hazmat suit." <laughs> yeah, DM me if you guys want to see these pictures. By the way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's oh, the weirdest nightmare, thing. fucking nightmare. Then, well, at yeah, least yeah. you haven't run into some weird ass shit. You never got into like a property where. It's like, yeah, go, co- come in at like 9 a.m. There's no one's going to be there. You have full range oh, of the property. You okay. walk in and they're still there. And there's like, oh, they're, the they're like fucking or something. Oh. Or they're like butchering somebody or, or animals or something. Fucking. You never run into some weird shit like that where it's just. No, I mean. Where they purposely told you, come onto the property. There's no one going to be there. But they wanted you to be there so uh, that you could see them. And I no, can, no weird shit like that. Into, it'll turn into a verified amateur of the yeah, uh, on, on Pornhub. <laughs> Cue the bass music. Excuse me, my excuse me, my name is Sean. I just came here to take pictures. Oh, oh. I didn't know you were gonna be here. Well, you don't have any money, right? Oh my god, <laughs> terrible. But hey, yeah. no wonder, no wonder the wife wants to come on board and watch you do work. Yep. She's, got to, she's got to keep an eye on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like for example, today uh, I was supposed to train, but I couldn't because I got booked in Oakland. And hey, man, you gotta pay bills. Gotta pay the bills. Yeah. All right, then. Wait, busy can be good, man. I'm happy for you. I'm happy oh, for you. Shout out to um, 
Big Red from 10 Planet San Mateo. I went to jujitsu last Thursday. Oh man, you talk, you know, like he was in the ADCC trials, man. And he, he oh, did, he's did like he do that? Uh, I think that was last year or the year before. Oh, okay, okay, but not this year. Not this year, okay. But right. his his guy, Alan Sanchez. If you guys hasn't haven't heard of that guy, is he the next one? You think? From I mean, Vera? he comes from 10 Planet San Mateo, and he's been winning like crazy. Like he's in, like he'll probably make it. I think so. Yeah, good for him, man. And Big Red's been in the game for a while too. Great dude, really yeah. nice guy. I remember I took a a seminar at his place. I forgot who he was, he was hosting, but he couldn't have been more welcoming. Yeah. More friendly. His staff was really cool. So yeah, I'm happy love for his him. energy, dude. He's like, and the stuff he was teaching was very practical. Like eye pokes and groin kicks. Exactly. And dick uh, twisting. Yeah, yeah, that's the real jujitsu, son. <laughs> <laughs> like underarm hair pulling or something like that. Hey, you know, that's pretty subtle. You know, I didn't yeah. even think about that. See, I got to take notes. Yeah. I didn't think about the underarm hair pulling. <laughs> Yeah, so all you hippie motherfuckers, watch out. I got oh, you now. Oh, hide your underarm hair from me. <laughs> Dude. Uh, man. I actually... How much of the fights did you catch? I caught the main card. I was able to catch yeah. a lot of the prelims. So we're talking about UFC 272 from last weekend. Yes. So I caught... The prelim fights were really good action yeah good action really good action and then once i hit the main card i gotta tell you i think the the action really slowed down and i think it it's a a result of the fact that a lot of these matchups had career implications for these fighters yeah so there weren't a lot of big risk there wasn't a lot of big risk taking Mm -mm. and you can't you can't blame them these guys are professionals their job is to go in there perform and win so let's talk about it let's talk about yeah. UFC 272 let's let's go let's talk about the main event Colby Covington Ooh. versus Jorge Masvidal uh Man. Colby Covington we wins so, well, we, what was my prediction on this shit man well I thought it was going to be a third round stoppage <laughs> yeah. you thought it would be a first round stoppage I thought yeah I thought you thought it would be it was not a stoppage it was basically but the fight basically went the way we thought it was going to go, right? Yeah. Colby Covington has more tools in the bag with which to win. He struck with Jorge just enough, but then used his wrestling and his grappling to dominate the majority of the match. Jorge did have a moment where he clipped Colby, but he didn't have enough energy to capitalize because he was so tired from fighting off all the grappling from the from the fight. And so... Colby Covington won in pretty much a dominating fashion. You know, how'd you see it? Uh, it just looked like his, uh, Colby's pace was just a little too much for Masvidal to handle. I didn't think, I don't think Masvidal knew how much better he got compared to probably when they first, I guess when they were training together. But mm-hmm. you could see like from the beginning, even with um, Colby's strikes, the strikes looked pretty good, man. Like he was, he was doing a lot of like feints and he was doing a lot of uh, slipping, you know, slipping rolls. And dude, he he was catching uh, Masvidal early on, and it it was like a clean sweep from all the yeah. cards, man. Like in in my book, even though he clipped him in that one round, he was just depleted to the point where even couldn't do much he, with it. Yeah, even yeah. if he took his back, or even if it got into 
like a jujitsu scramble or something like that. Still, I mean, credit to Masvidal for for lasting because Kamaru Usman's the only guy that has been able to solve that problem that everyone else has with Colby's pace. Right, the pace and the mixture of the striking with the very high pressure grappling. Yeah, man, his cardio, so, so, dude, he was going. Yeah, very, very impressive with the cardio to be able to transition from the striking to the grappling, but at that same pace that he kept for five rounds. Yeah, super impressive. But now here's that next question, right? Is the UFC the best company in the world at selling pay per views? Because when you look at it on paper, right, this fight. Sh- shouldn't have been close and it wasn't close but the ufc sold it in such a way that you would thought wow it's going to be a barn burner it's going to be right like jorge has a chance so did we get sold on this you know what i mean did we just we always get sold on it like is the ufc the best at selling these things they do it's Uh, selling things that aren't going to (laughs) happen what's crazy is you look at their production value and you look how they promote things and their social media like they're just so current compared to everyone else i was looking at the promo for uh one fc's amazing event that just we're we're probably going to talk about in a little bit yeah but they were using like stock music and like they even used a song from like the avengers dude i i because i I listen to the (laughs) avengers music all the time right because my kids love this stuff and that's the way i can steer but they were able to like they were able to use that music for real singapore but i I think uh because it was streamed on their own platform in youtube and they're in like another i i wish i could show you the clip but i during one of the promos i was like dude is that fucking thor because you know, because you know, man, Disney yeah, is all a about, fucking motherfucker yeah, protect, protecting it. their intellectual property. Good luck getting a yeah. license <laughs> with them. Dude. I heard it's like fifty-five grand to even get just like artwork licensing. Don't, That's cr- don't ask <laughs> someone looked into it. <laughs> yeah. Totally, but yeah, but so so getting it. So yeah, so we can agree that realistically, it was never going to be close, right? We we just bought into the hype. We yeah. just bought into the hype. The, yeah. All the heat that was going into that, yeah, that main event. How many times have they done that to us, though? Hey, it's... You know, I gotta how, tell you, it's part of the fun is. of it, too. Yeah. It's part part of the fun. So, okay. So, implications from that. Yeah. Jorge lost. Where does he go from here? Colby won. Where does he go from here? Is Colby in a situation where he knows he's not just gonna automatically get a, another matchup against the champ? He called out Dustin Poirier... Mm afterwards who usually fights at 155 he's just so it sounds like he's just looking for a a big payday right no i think he's still on the on the road back to the title i don't think he's just looking for a payday i think at this point it's the other way around masvidal is probably going to be the money fighter at this point i mean he he's one of the top i think five paid in the ufc is what i saw somewhere online oh wow okay and um at this point he's not winning like he looks slow like didn't he look slower than usual he did not look super sharp he didn't look like he did Kamaru not look Usman super sharp too like at least in that one he had the more cardio and he actually you know he got knocked out obviously but i mean he just looked a lot stronger and faster i wonder you know i wonder if the emotions of the oh, event totally. got to him in terms of his that's, performance that's your homie dude like Real or fake or not or whatever, but they were still homies. It's weird. Yeah. So I mean... That's very stressful. Okay, that's, that's that's a good point. You know, Jorge could call out a few people and still make a make that's some good change. there's like a Nate Diaz fight or there's like a Connor fight or there's like a... 
uh, I mean, he's out of like fighting out of the top, like, you know, one of the top five guys. He's not doing that anymore. We've seen it. So basically his next play is to call out like, lightweights to <laughs> high paid lightweights to come up can and wait. <laughs> can you imagine if he went back maybe, down to lightweight? Yeah, maybe he could catch weights. You do catch weight bunny fights, 160, 165. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's a, that's a tough loss to take. Yeah. I mean, it does. It knocks you down like more than a few pegs. Yeah, but but, um, but the cool thing is he sells a fight easy, like any fight. So there's business to be made for him. Yeah. That's good. Does he headline another pay per view that doesn't accompany a, a title fight or something? No. Like that? no, no, no. But he'll be a co-main for sure, and he'll get paid a bunch. He'll get like pay per view points for sure. But as for like Col like Colby, he's gonna he's either gonna wait around and take or wait not fight or like wait around until maybe the the title changes hands that might happen right it's yeah. always it's so hard to who's stay gonna fight fucking hamzat i i think hamzat's gonna be the champ dude so man he is rolling dude you know he has that like three million followers on on instagram like not a lot of mma fighters even the girls don't even have that much and some of them really are, and a lot of them are hot does he show? He he doesn't show titties like some of the other he girls shows do. His own titties. He should. He, he should. Shows his own titties. Good for him. More power to and him. And his cut up lip, because dude, that's hot. It's he hot. looks like a fucking. <laughs> he looks like a straight up killer. That guy, and it's amazing. Well, we you know in the future we could talk about that, right? If he's the champ, does like someone like Colby have the tools to take it to him? So we could talk about yeah. something like that in the future episode. That'd be exciting. But now Colby stays in the conversation, right? Yeah. But he's All not right. fighting Usman anytime soon. No, no, I I agree with that. Okay, so the co-main event, right? Yeah, Rafael dos Desanos versus uh, last minute replacing Moicano. Oh. All right, uh, Rafael won a decision in a kind of manner that, you know, we got to talk about this. How you win matters, and Rafael was looking good, but Moicano, who took the fight on short notice hung around for a really long time and had a really good showing in the fifth round. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what does this do to the win? What does the win do for Rafael's value? And what does it do for Moicano's value? I almost feel like, again, like we talked about this last week that this is a no win to me for Rafael. Yeah. This is like a no win. Like Moicano has everything to gain from here. Even, even with this loss. And I, feel like that's what kind of happened here. You know, Rafael didn't put him away when he could have. Moicano stuck around and kind of just won more fans through sheer heart. Yeah. Where does Rafael Dosanos go from here? I think, because he's he's trying to go on another title run, which is pretty insane because he's yeah. been around for so long. Yeah, father and, time is undefeated. But I felt like, I I watched the fight again, and I felt like RDA stepped off the gas almost like a mercy play where he was beating. do you think he stepped out the gas or do you think like I think he I think he took took I think he felt pity took it off and then all of a sudden the fifth round came along and he was like oh shit like I gotta, oh shit I should I should have put him a, away I when I had freaking, the chance in I the third stay in it. Like, <laughs> no, I really think so because there was a point where dude the, the ref was like saying hey man you got like thirty. There was like a thirty-second rule he gave him. He was like, "Hey man, don't show me something." Like, <laughs> I'm gonna stop like, the fight. Yeah, Moicano. Yeah, and yeah Moicano was. Dude, was kind imagine, of imagine saved. finding out that you have to fight five rounds when you've 
really never done that that yeah. much. And you know, hats off to him, but dude, how many freaking years did that scave off of that man's life? Right. So it, there was a lot of damage that against, was yeah, against the received by Moicano. Lightweight champion. Right. So where does where does Rafael dos Anjos go from here? Does he does he jump a line or a, he gets like a top name? Who would you like to see him face next? He's probably gonna get the winner of Benil and freaking Benil and uh, Mikachev. Wow. That's what I think happens because I feel like they're not gonna give. They're not gonna. I mean, if if you read some of the uh, the news lately. There was like a weird mix up between Dana White and and Makachev. Like Makachev was in for the fight to fight, yeah. Ray, and then all of a sudden, he he kind of backed out of it. I think there was a. I think a you know. I think I think that was an, an interesting flex move by Dana, basically telling him, "Well, now yeah. you're gonna have That's to fight, fight Darius." Yeah. <laughs> Which hey, it is his promotion. Yeah. I need and I and people will still want to see that fight. Because I'm anyway. telling you, man. Connor's gonna fucking come back and he's gonna just jump the line. Shit. He's gonna jump the line. And then it's gonna be like, what the fuck is this title for anyway, dude? Like, well, you know, let me tell sense. you, what about Rafael versus Connor? Because that's a fight that, that should have happened been, yeah. four years ago. It just, it, Rafael had lost the title by that time. So we never got to really yeah, see that he fight. He doesn't really have a big name, though. Like, well, they're, I kind of feel they're like. Wanting, I know, but Connor sells anything, but I, I, I just I, feel like his jiu-jitsu, like, what's his name? The RDA's jiu-jitsu, they're going to, it's just going to scare fucking Connor's management. Like, like Connor, hey, like Connor will avoid any grapplers. Oh, dude, I don't think he should. Okay. Connor will avoid grapplers for like the look rest of his life. To, look what he did to Moicano, man. And they're okay, so, the same size. Okay, that's a good point. Okay, how about, so what happens to Moicano? Where does he go from here? He definitely man. gets... He gets he gets respected treatment the next fight, you know. You give him a showcase where he can show what he's good at. Yeah, but he kind of got exposed, man. He so, definitely, definitely. So, so if, you put him up against another striker. No, that it's like now that he's exposed like that, the company's probably like, oh shit. I know that he 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 signed up for it and like he saved the day, but if I was like UFC brass, I was like, wow, he couldn't even be like if imagine if he would have won, right? What if Moicano won? That would have been insane, right? Like, you would have mm. probably said, oh, fuck. RDA drops in the rankings. He's old. He's not really used to us. They're going to plan to, like, kick him out at some point, you know? But with Moicano, right. like, they kind of, he, you could see there's an issue with, I mean, you can't say his cardio, but maybe his his grappling and maybe his. Yeah. So it's like. No, I think that's a fair criticism. It didn't make, it didn't make for good uh, TV. Right, it almost dragged, right? Yeah, dude. When like, you watch you, you that co-main event, him. you're just like, you're just like, dude, when you think is like, he gonna when is, fucking stop this? When is Rafael just gonna put this guy yeah, away? Exactly. So, all right. That I mean, that's just the way I feel, like as a consumer of the sport. I think you're calling it. I think you're calling it right down thank the middle, you, though. Thank you. So, and then the next fight I want to talk about from that card, and you called this correctly: <laughs> Bryce Mitchell versus Edson Barboza, which you know, right next to each other in the rankings. And and to quote you, you said, watch, this is going to turn into kind of a snore fest. When I thought it was going to be an action, I thought it was going to be like a fire fight because even though it's a typical striker versus grappler, yeah. Mitchell has very 
aggressive grappling. Dude. Barboza is dynamite on Who the feet. Who the fuck is this and, guy training with? And, but all of a sudden, like Mitchell was able just to grind Dude, Barbosa into the mat for a three-round decision that wasn't even close. No. Barboza didn't even really have any moments of moments. And but Mitchell didn't really have any finishing moments over Barboza as well. So well, Mitchell, Mitchell's yeah. a dominant win. But the style of the win just wasn't super appealing. And it was kind of a letdown fight in my eyes. Yeah. Now, don't, be, don't get me wrong. That's my consumer mm -hmm. thought process with that. In terms of a martial arts thought process, it was oh, yeah. a beautiful fight. Beautiful fight. You know, Bryce Mitchell did everything he was supposed to do when you neutralize an explosive striker like Edson Barbosa. Uh, and Barbosa was handling, his cardio looked better in this fight than it has in previous fights against other grapplers. Yeah. But Bryce Mitchell, super impressive. Where does he go from here with this dominant win over Barbosa? I don't think it, I don't think it brings it up too, brings him up too much because I felt like there was, al there was already kind of a blueprint on how to beat Edson Barboza at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You noticed um, in the beginning of the fight, I was, you know, really wondering how it was going to play out because in the beginning there was a bunch of leg kicks and then uh, Edson was was doing really well at keeping the distance, just how we kind of predicted in the beginning. And then once um, Bryce was able to freaking get a hold of his legs or like even just get in and inside, like he was able to kind of close the distance. Right. And he could have taken him down at any point. And the way he was taking him down, there was pretty much every takedown in the book almost. Right. And then I think they, I think they did the stats on it. He took Barboza down more times than Khabib did. Yeah, dude. And, and I, I don't think he had any, I don't know. Did he only have like one failed takedown attempt? Something like that. In like three rounds. It's, it was nuts. And he was landing elbows and even busted him open. Like it was pretty nasty. Like the Yeah, it, it was nasty, but, but it wasn't like close to being no, no. finished though. Right. So no, that's, no, no, no. that, that might be like a knock against him, but, but it shouldn't be because Barboza is an elite fighter. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they should rush this at all because he has kind of a good fan base at this point. Like I bet you his, his fan base is, it's like, it's very relatable to like the, the South or like the, not the South, but like just the agriculture farm life. So he's opening up a lot of doors and eyes with that, like in Arkansas. Who the fuck comes from Arkansas? Like I said, who the fuck is this guy training with right. to be able to hold down Edson Barbosa, even though he's an older Edson Barbosa? It's a lot of YouTube instructionals, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, dude. Or he was just studying real hard on, on kind of what Khabib was able to do and all the other guys. But man, I mean, he might just be one of those grappling savants as well. Yeah. A grappling savant who also was fortunate enough to have the yeah. right type of coaching and training partners to really bring out his potential. Yeah, it was, it was, it was impressive, though, man. Like, an impressive as, performance. As boring as, I mean, not boring, but like boring to the consumer's eyes. Like, I was kind of on the edge of my seat, like, wow, like, he's really fucking his ass up. It's like, it was, it's not even close, right? Yeah. So, is Barboza cooked? Yeah, dude, he's gonna get, he's gonna walk soon. He either has to retire on his own or... He'll get re-signed. If, if, if the UFC lets him go, he's going to get re-signed. Yeah, he'll go to Bell. Because his style is, is exciting You if you match oh. him up with another type of striker. Everyone's he's an exciting fighter. Everyone's going to Khabib's thing, dude. It's, it's oh, Eagle crazy. FC? We, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> can you imagine you fought the guy and now you work for the guy? I know. <laughs> if, he, if he signed with Khabib's promotion... Oh, <laughs> that's a that's a power move. Yeah. 
That's a power move. Any other fights from that card that you wanted to give a uh, shout out to? I, there was, and let me just take a look. Well, I'll, I'll let's talk about the the female fight that should have been on the main card. Oh yeah, uh, Jan versus Rodriguez, right? We were talking about that. Yeah. Yes. Remember Joe Rogan that, said it, and Joe Rogan like said this should have been on the main card. And I I texted you. I said, "Hey, Rogan's on your like with you," and we're all in agreement that card that has implications. Yes. First of all, that was the featured prelim, and it was a fire fight. Great fight. That 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 fight was fire. I'm sorry, I I misread. It was Kim versus Rodriguez, right? Not Jan. I was speak, I was no, thinking of another fight. Right. Was it Jan? Right. Yeah. You're, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. Jan. It's hard to remember these Asian I'm sorry. Hey, 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 now, hey, now. <laughs> but that should have taken the place of uh, Hardy's, Hardy's oh, fight, who got, who got put away, oh my God. you know? I and I just remember, like, later. everybody was cheering. Is that finally, like, put this guy, like, a three-fight losing <laughs> streak, not showing any improvement. No. So um, those are only two fights I'll shout out. Just, just this just to mention that but other than that um i thought nice nice event main card was action wise was eh, you know nothing that will you could pull too many highlights from but it is something to learn from because it had implications for a lot of the fighters involved that's just my feeling on it yeah i mean other than that the very emotional speech by marina morose I thought Agapova was going to give her problems, but after she wins, because she's from, Morose is from Ukraine, and she oh, yes. all, like, she got an arm, arm triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I can't stop. I can't help but laugh. Arm triangles are the worst, dude. It's harsh, man. That was a dominating win. So just, yeah. just to remind everybody, Morose versus Agapova, um, Agapova, excuse me, uh, former teammates at American Top Team. That's another fight that maybe could have been on the main card. Real, real beef, real, real heat. Yeah. And Morose just dominated her with grappling. Yeah. And exciting, exciting grappling too. It was just, she just worked her for yeah. the entire fight. It was, it was not even close. You know, it's so funny. I was, I was just trolling uh, Ag Agapova's uh, Instagram. I wasn't trolling. I was just looking around in her, in her Instagram and, she was very confident in this fight. Yeah. Like before the fight. And I was like, man, she got handled. Probably should have worked handled, on your jujitsu a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, she probably thought that was going to be a striking match. Well, I wonder. That was a total, you know, sometimes though, with the emotions of the fight also hitting you once you're in there. Yeah. Maybe the game plan just went right out the window and all the energy left her because she offered nothing on the ground against Morose. Dude, I'm betting on anyone from Ukraine right now. Everyone from Ukraine is fighting their fucking asses off right now. It, it, oh my god, it's it's wild like right now Ukraine in the world. Fighters are fucking like Moreau's fought her ass. I think there's another Ukrainian uh, fighter coming on, like in the next card. Dude, look out for look out for maybe all those Ukrainians over there. So you're uh you're jumping off the Dagestani bandwagon no, no, no. and going for no, anyone if, named if a anyone named Klitschko. Dude, Lomachenko, Morose. Speaking of Dagestanis, <laughs> did you watch the Tim Elliott Tagir Ulambekov fight? Damn. I missed that one. I missed that one. If you guys could watch it, watch it again. Cause Tim Elliott, remember he he had a bad loss to like 
Brandon Royville not too not a long not too long ago, but not too long ago, yeah, just a couple months ago. Man, you would think that this, and I didn't know that this Tagir Ulumbekov dude was one of Khabib's dudes. Mm-hmm. He looks he looks just like a skinny uh, Hamza Chimaev. But anyway, Tim Elliott comes in with this crazy fucking karate switch style, and he was just nailing Tagir, even drop him, and yeah, dominated grappling everything like wrestling takedowns took him down at will oh no guard. wonder you're jumping Dude. off the dagestani bandwagon no, but then you. his cousin umar namagamedov <laughs> chokes out brian kelleher on the yes after that. that's right and yes that's that right. just shows you that umar namagamedov is probably man he's he's so, probably gonna be in the running so what you're saying is that it's not good enough to be dagestani you have to have the last name of Nurmagomedov. Okay, gotcha. It's good good to know. It just has to have a V on the... (laughs) Anything that has a V and a D in the last name, then bet on that person, everybody. All you gamblers, bet on that person. (laughs) And I think this one took place at featherweight. I think, because I think Kelleher was a late replacement. That's an action division, man. But so there's that, good. There's a lot of things going on yeah, with that dude. division down the line. Tim Elliott is a fucking gangster, dude. Shit. You got to be happy it. for someone He's who could bounce it. back. Yeah. I'll, I'm gonna check that out right now. Then, yeah. oh, not right now, but when I get a chance. Well, let's stay on the featherweight tip. We're gonna jump off. Let's jump off. Let's jump around a little bit. Um, since we're talking about featherweights, we're done with UFC 272. This morning there was a featherweight title fight. With one championship MMA, Ton Lee versus Gary Tonin. So on paper, on paper, this was the typical striker versus grappler. Yeah. And, it, and just calling Gary Tonin a grappler kind of undersells it. You're talking about elite grappler right here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, part of the Danaher, the original Danaher Death Squad, mm-hmm. revolutionizing the way professional grapplers and jujitsu practitioners look at leg locks. Yeah, Gary Tonin was on the forefront of this. Yeah. Against Tan Lee, a knockout artist. A Vietnamese knockout artist. Vietnamese knockout artist. Uh, but oh but American as well. Yeah. Uh he Tan Lee hit so hard. There's a previous fight of his where he knocked his opponent out. He broke both of his hands, punching the shit yeah. out of this guy. Dude, so so, were you able to watch uh, Lee versus Tonin this morning or and the shout highlights? Out, shout out to you, Carlo, <laughs> for giving me the. Because uh, when I woke up this morning, like I was, I set an alarm because I stayed up because I was editing video. I set an alarm and I do, I just fell asleep because I smoked a little too much weed. But the shout out to Sport Rex, whatever this freaking website is, because <laughs> they show most of the highlights. Because I was finding out through uh, Instagram. But. Yes, I watched. Uh, I ended up watching again because they have it on their uh, YouTube. And as you can see, and mind you, this is, you know, Tan Lee trains with Ryan Hall, who is, uh, you know, he has 50-50 out there. And I, I forget what state is Vermont? Is it Vermont? Virginia? One of those one of those states. But he trains with, with Ryan Hall. And obviously, Gary Tonin trains with the Danaher Death Squad. So you had to know that Tan Lee's gonna expect some sort of like leg lock exchange right but yeah i didn't i didn't think that tonin was gonna go for it so quick because if you noticed um right straight from the beginning there was maybe a few shots thrown and then tonin went for like a failed single went for the leg lock um, yeah 
Tom and it Lee, looked good. Yeah, right. But then it Tom looked Lee, pretty good. He did. He knew what was going on because he knew that if if Tonin were to knock him off onto his butt or get too deep on the knee, where where Tom Lee couldn't clear the knee, because once if if Tonin has your knee like up in his like you know in his crotch area and you, you can't yeah. retract it and clear his knees, it was going to be a wrap. And that's why yeah, I was that like, leg oh. is his. Yeah, yeah, like he was. If you notice, he was gunning for it, and there was even a point where he kind of let loose. He rolled over, and then he still had it with one hand. Went for the heel hook, and the unimaginable happen. Unimaginable happens where you think leg locks are cool for MMA, and then all of a sudden he starts swinging, and his hands are just too close to your face for you to finish. And he's standing he's over standing, Gary, exactly. and so, so he's got gravity on his yes. side. So, so he's just letting the exactly. weight of his hands just drop down yeah. on Gary. Like he should have waited until, you know, maybe Ton was off his feet. Like maybe Who warm out a little I? bit more. Yeah, he's not, okay. Only, just to, I'm only the just biggest like, Gary Tonin fanboy in the goddamn world. Not Gary out. That was such an impress. Because look, when you're you're a champion. But you're going up against these fighters that are specialists, like yeah. Gary Tonin. It's frightening to be inside of their world. As uh, soon as they're yeah, on the ground, yeah. it's frightening because they're so good at manipulating limbs and getting to a position where they can dominate. But Tan Lee showed composure. Yeah, he fought at the hands. Um, I didn't know this, but he trains with uh, Ryan Hall's 50-50 jiu-jitsu, so he's not a stranger to leg locks. And he just did all the right things and didn't even last the whole round. Like, knock Gary out. And to be honest, I thought Gary was going to take this one. And by the way, Gary Tonin's striking doesn't look bad at all. It doesn't. He's been working. I mean, he threw a couple of kicks to the arm towards Ton Lee that looked good, you know? He's got access to a lot of good coaches, too, I mean, but so very impressive impressive by Ton Lee. I mean, that's yeah. got to boost his confidence going forward because but, you just went up against a grappling specialist who's been wrecking it in MMA lately yeah. too. And you came out and won that impressively. Congratulations to Ton Lee. And don't worry, Gary's going to be okay, guys. Yeah. Um, he sent out uh, a tweet afterwards that basically said, damn, that sucked. And then, like, <laughs> laughing emoji. Yeah. So he's in good spirits. He's taking it well. He's a real pro. So Freaking Gary Tonin, though, man. He's, for him to tra- transition to mainstream grappling to mainstream MMA, that's a big deal because most people yes, can't is a big really deal. do that. Yeah, it's two different sports. Yeah. It's two different sports. Only a handful of people can do that. Yeah, and you have to make a full turnaround and dedicate yourself to that hey. new... Endeavor. Don't, don't forget also, Ton Lee's been around for a really long time. And he even fought in the UFC, dude. That's right. Wasn't he a Ultimate, Ultimate Fighter, Fighter yeah. uh, alumni? Yep. And okay. He he went on to do a lot of big things. And now he's a fucking champion at 1FC. It's like, yeah, feather the featherweight champion. Yeah, dude. So. And I, know, I remember um, he, I think Darren went, went to go out to uh, coach him for a little bit. I think it was like... I think for his Martin Wynn fight that he ended up winning that fight. That that's how he okay. got the belt. And you know, Martin Wynn fought on this card also. Yes, 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 that's right. But uh Tom Lee's I mean, dude, how fucking how much what was the weight on cause they say featherweight, but then you know one FC is like 
It's different. They're like hydrated well, featherweights. Well, well, one F one FC. What they do is actually you're not allowed to gain 10%. too much weight. Yeah, you're not allowed. They actually watch how much you gain after the official weigh-ins. So you're not allowed to blow it up and they look, with like 20 look, more pounds. Yeah, and they look good too. Like you see Tony yeah. look look full and healthy and so did Tony Lee look huge. That's why I was wondering how much do these guys freaking weigh, dude? I mean, I don't think they were too much further from the official weigh-in of 145. Uh, so they probably stay in shape all season. And yeah, you know that, that's have, one of the things that one championship weird, does really yeah, well. They have those weird weigh-in things. Like I think, I think one, I forget what their what their freaking weights are. It's like hella different from from UFC. It's like the I think featherweight is like almost like like almost like one fifty or something like that. Some oh weird, yeah, some weird shit like that. Is that because they're using the metric system, bastards? No, I think they 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 just want to deplete their guys and they don't want to have like shit fights. Because I think that's a bunch the way of the it should be. On, on this was. We're crazy. The the Fernandez John Lineker fight. Dude. Yes. The, the so let's talk about what that. The that that was their so there were two title fights on one FC. So we had the featherweight title. Yeah. And then that, this was the bantamweight title fight, Fernandez versus John Lineker. Yeah. And and by the way, like on the scale, technically bantamweight is supposed to be underneath featherweight, but I would argue Fernandez and Lineker looked dude, bigger look than Lee and Tony. <laughs> They look huge. And this Maybe was an action fight. Oh, how dare you, sir? Well, now, you, okay. By the way, Sean is allowed to say that because he has very dark skin, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, They're but, both Brazilian, right? Yes. Oh, man, the action was nuts dude. in this one. They both hurt each other. Dude, they both have then, huge heads, dude. But Lineker wins with the KO. And it's, I think in the second round, was it? And it was just, oh, it was violent. Dude. Violent fight. What was more violent, the the action or um, John Lineker's shorts? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god, dude! I'm watching the highlights right now. His shorts are actually pretty sick. Are those Yokao shorts? Come on. So if they're Yokao shorts, you guarantee oh, you paid yeah, like two hundred, two hundred yeah. something dollars for the Yokao. Yokao's doing they, it, man. They make some sick shit, but they make ex that, that shit is expensive. They're trying to be the that supreme shit, of the martial arts. World. They're trying to be the Gucci. They're trying to be the Gucci of the martial arts world, man. What's that other company? They, Super. Rare? They know how to brand too. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know what the other companies was, but yeah, Yokao. If he's wearing Yokao shorts, that I means some. There, that's probably like. Two hundred dollars shorts or something. They're not, they're not <laughs> fucking yokao. This is maximum. Oh, it's not yokao. Okay, so he's just wearing some straight fucking muay thai shorts, man. Hey, man, they're they're durable. Why not? They look sick though. The colors are pretty sick. But you're right. They were going <laughs> at it. Who wings a harder hook? Him or Derek Lewis? <laughs> they were fighting like uh, by right? sheer size. I mean, if you blew Lineker up like two hundred more pounds, I I'd give Lineker a shot at it. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was just, and these, and they're both like built like action figures Dude, too. Seriously. Just everything looked like it hurt. They both look like <laughs> everything little, just looked like it hurt. They look like little like micro bully pit bulls like going at it. <laughs> like they look like they're dog fighting. Hey, but a one FC props to one FC putting on some fire ass title fights this morning. Early in the morning, you had to get up at six a.m. Yeah. But you could you could watch your action on their YouTube channel. Was there any? They'll, they replay fights? it. On this one, I wasn't able to check. I wasn't able to check. Usually, if there's a top-heavy MMA matchup, yeah. 
it, it's filled with a lot of more MMA matchups than um, some of the other stuff. Sometimes they mix things up, but I wasn't able to look if they had anything like of marquee. They had a a kickboxing fight with some young, I saw it on my Instagram this morning, but it was like some young kid, but they were using, you know, kickboxing or boxing gloves. Yeah. And they got some fire-ass kickboxers on on 1FC as well. And they're doing doing some big things. And then there's going to be that Grand Prix final with... um, the two girls, a stamp. Oh, yeah. Angela, Angela Lee versus stamp. That's going to be interesting. Angela Lee, I mean, after having a child, she looks great. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I, I know like, um, stamp is kind of a young gun coming up, but I think yeah. Angela is, should be favored yeah. to win this one. Really? It's an, sure. I think it's, it's an MMA what fight. What about the layoff though? Well, it, it could go either way too. You know, the layoff could also mean you're training smarter. Let's make a bet then. You're taking care of yourself. All right, what so, are we betting? So let's bet this. Whoever, so I'm gonna bet Stamp wins. I think. Okay. I'm gonna bet, and we're gonna probably preview this in like next week or something like that because it's on the yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. But I think Stamp is gonna be a little too much as far as dis- distance control, and uh, it's gonna almost be like the uh, you want a young J check early days type shit where the the old young layoff champion comes back and doesn't have the gas tank or the or the pace because okay. she's been out for so long. But the right. bet, that's my bet. All but right. the bet is whoever wins this one. I'm gonna say Angela Lee by submission. I think I M- M- MMA rhythm is very different. You know, and Stamp Spanx, she's had success in MMA. Um, but I, I think the caliber of athlete and technique that Angela is going to bring is something different than what Stamp will be used to. Yeah. So what are we betting then? What can we bet? Something tangible or like... Yeah, so we could, we could bet lunch or something like right, that. let's do lunch then. All right, lunch at McDonald's. All right, go through. No, <laughs> hey, if you haven't gone to McDonald's app... <laughs> Okay, so if it's Lee Lee versus Stamp, okay, Stamp is it's okay. So if if Stamp wins, I'll take you out for Thai food. If Lee wins, uh, you take me out for Chinese food. There you go. There you go. Let's make it ethnic. Isn't she Singaporean? We both. No, she's not Singaporean. They just live in Singapore. Isn't she Hawaiian or something? Well, shit, I like Hawaiian food too. I'm gonna win either lose, way. I might as well. I, gonna, yeah, if I lose, I might as well. Right. You know, I, want I love Spamish Subi. Let's do it. <laughs> nice. Okay, so that's a bet right there. All right, sounds good to me. All right, hey, so let's let's go, let's move. Look, let's look forward. Let's look. Forward. Let's look forward to the um, uh, fights coming up. Um, which should we go first? Should we go? We were talking earlier about Khabib's. Uh, uh, <laughs> Khabib's promotion, Dude. Eagle FC 46. Diego looks shreds. Diego Sanchez versus Kevin Lee, two UC alumni. The, they look, they look good. Look good. Do they look Catch a little. At, they're at 165. They're at 165. Do they look a little juicy good? Or is it. What do you think, Sean? What do you think? Because Diego Sanchez. The vitamins looks like... and minerals are flowing freely. Why does Diego Sanchez of... look like 2006 Diego Sanchez? Dude? <laughs> maybe he's doing more yoga. Have you considered fuck? maybe he's doing more yoga? Huh? Or maybe, maybe a few more push ups, a few more push ups and pull ups. That fucking weird ass. <laughs> Ooh, Ricky Bandeja's Ray Borg. That's a good fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. So a lot of like familiar names here 
Uh, but they're the, so Lee and Sanchez. They're fighting at one sixty five. Yeah, Sanchez used to fight at one seventy. Um, you know what I'm saying? Back in the day. So who do you who you got? I say it's Kevin, Kevin Lee. Lee. It's Kevin Lee. Don't <laughs> just be honest. It's Kevin Lee. Yeah. And like Sanchez oh. is Sanchez is cooked, man. Well, I, mean, I don't you, know how many steroids Kevin Lee, could like help you re get Kevin healthy Lee also again. Switch camps, didn't he? Switch camps. Oh, together. did he? He did. Oh, did he? He went. Who's he training else. with now? Don't quote me on this, but I have a feeling it's Sanford. No. Oh, dang, that's pretty good. I don't know though. I might be full of shit, and I I don't know why I heard that, but I might. Be, I know that he switched camps, but don't don't quote me on that being Sanford, but. I know that he left uh, TriStar, for sure. I I just feel weird that, well, I feel good that he feels healthy enough to keep competing in something, Diogo Sanchez I'm talking about. <laughs> but even in the game a while, I just feel bad that... He still has to do, do it. Do you feel like he still has to, or does he just, he, he wants course, to go out he with a big win? Like he, <sighs> Man, I feel bad. It's like, dude, start a podcast or like, or, or like open up a UFC gym, like, or do something, man, because... For the people that stick around this long, even like Kevin Lee, he probably has like hella bills to pay. Child support, maybe? I don't know. How many kids do you have? Who knows? I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So like, man, for, hey, for you pro guys, athletes, anybody who's an athlete, man, save your goddamn money. Dude, Kevin Lee could be the champion of this organization, man. At right. 165. Right. Hey, man, strong. you gotta you gotta like Khabib's move swooping in on the people that UFC doesn't yeah, want. He's just, he's <laughs> you like, gotta love it. He's like the sucker fish of the aquarium. <laughs> It's a good. It's Dude, good for him. Because it's almost like you've got free free marketing. You're basically getting these fighters that already have a following. The UFC has already built them out, yeah. spit them out, and now you're kind of reaping the rewards, putting them on your card. Dude, Smart move. Daryl Horcher is the guy that. That's a name I haven't heard in a minute. That Khabib made his debut with that guy. And now he's working for him. Now he's working. <laughs> now exactly he's working for saying. him. And so, what, so that's the power move I could be, right? Oh, you yeah. beat these he's guys' like, hey. asses, and then you employ them. Like, that's a hey. hey, that's a big heart. A guy's a big heart. <laughs> you come fight for my promotion. <laughs> and yes, I smashed you before, but you can smash my cousin, Ahmed Alia. Is that who he's fighting? I don't know. They could oh, okay. all, all these motherfuckers with the V at the end, they could all be related. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> All right, so Khabib doing big things. Yeah, dude. Let's talk about uh another another one coming up this weekend, Bellator two seventy six. This could be surprising. Borix versus Burnell, like featherweight Borics. main event. Borix is, I mean, damn, he that's a that, like he's that. a fun fighter. And so this is like, isn't this more? This is also another. This is Bellator two seventy six. So this is kind of like a striker versus grappler one two, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. Like Burnell's got like ten or six six submission wins in a row, what right? Fuck. So and and Borix is like fire on the striking, right? Um, Damn. So what's this gonna happen here? This one's got some implications at featherweight for uh, Bellator's system These guys right are here. Young, twenty eight years old, barely in their prime. I think Babies. this is probably going to be fire the weekend. Who do you got? I got Adam Borix just because he's exciting. He's exciting, but then he's Phil Davis—I mean, not Phil Davis. Uh, well, he's on that. He's on the co-main on that card too. So, uh, Mads Brunel, I think he he might be hungrier. I think he might be hungrier, but Adam Borix is—he's got a lot of talent. I, I, think I might root. I might. I might be with you. I might root for Borix just yeah. for the excitement factor. But Brunel, I think Brunel. 
has a few more ways to win. And he's exciting too. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm going to maybe root for Borix, but I think Brunel's going to take this. You know, these smaller Bellator shows have been pretty action-packed, though, compared yeah. to like the bigger ones. The matchups have been pretty good. It hasn't been smash, smashing, like oh, smash machines the that they've piece. used to do before. That one dime piece is fighting, too. Deanna Azvzaragova. Az- oh, I don't know who that I follow is. follow her on Instagram. She's pretty hot. Uh, who's she's she Russian. fighting? She's a Russian. She's you don't care. Some poor soul, eight and four. How Europa dare you? Tour. It's probably a can. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what she looks like. Uh, no picture. That's, that's, <laughs> four she's eleven. She's four I'm foot eleven. I'm gonna say the shadow wins. Some of these the shadows shadow. will be like, you will know who I fucking. You will know my name, and you will know what I fucking look but like. I'm gonna, beat this, I'm gonna beat this Instagram model to death. <laughs> Dude, she's four eleven, and then. Diana as of Karova is freaking 5'7". Holy shit. Wait, what? 4'11 versus 5'? Oh, come yeah. on, Bellator. What the fuck? And Diana on, was a Bellator. freaking 35'er before. And now uh, and the other one's a 115'er. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, come see, this on. is... Can we say... Okay. As I can. Okay, yeah. Bellator, that's a problem. You can't no, do they're that. No, they're trying to boost the, the hot chick. That's why. Yeah, but you can't... You, you've got to build up stars in a more even field because yeah, you can't yeah. predict who's going to win these things. Ah, it's no man. See, because this also kind of ruins the value of the person you're trying to build up because True. if you're putting them up against too many cans, no one's going to take that person seriously. You can't no. make a star out of like feeding somebody like tomatoes. God, give me a break. Come on, Scott Coker. Phil Davis. Anyway, what do I know? I'm not the, I'm not managing a bunch of people, but, Anyway, I'm sorry. You're saying Phil? Yeah, Mr. Wonderful's on the card. Mr. 37 Wonderful. Like he's 37 now, dude. Well, you know, at the higher weight divisions, the your peak is a little bit later, so he can still do it at at 37. So right. So So, yeah. So get in there, Sean. What is this? A bodybuilding contest, dude? Both these guys. Who's Phil? Who's Phil fighting again? Remind us. And Anglicus. He's from Lithuania. Oh, okay. Dude, this guy looks like a freaking. He looks a little juicy. <laughs> he fought, he fought the vitamins and minerals, man. Yeah. Let, let me tell you, like, Phil is like. I mixed feelings about Phil Davis because obviously the talent and this physical specimen. Yeah. But not, not always the most exciting fights, though, yeah. right? Nothing that kind of captures the imagination, which is too bad because it, it kind of takes away from the fact that he's a real pro he's he's an elite fighter i blame it on his training camp who's he with his gym wasn't he with like dominic cruz and what alliance wasn't he with alliance oh was he i think so okay i think should he just start should he start moving like dominic cruz (laughs) with all the footwork (laughs) make it a little more exciting he just reminds me of like of dwight howard Yes, yes. You know what it reminds you? He's basically that that wrestler turned MMA fighter that yeah. found out he had knockout power, <laughs> yeah. and now all he wants but to he do is knock people out, he and can't he land. can't knock them out, and he won't use his wrestling. He can't land. You know what I mean? And it's just like, ah, oh, too bad. He's like, I'm a boxer now, or I'm a kickboxer yeah. now. He got a, right. didn't he do like a head kick knockout one, one of these? Uh... He did. He did, actually. It was, that's, that's the talent, you know? He's an elite athlete. Uh, it's just not aesthetically pleasing sometimes on some of these performances. But 
but yeah, so should be a fire main event though with that featherweight matchup with Boric and Brunel. Sure. So good job, Bellator. Not so great job on the undercard with with these fans you're matching. At, Stop that. But dude, look at <laughs> Phil Davis's resume, man. He fought everybody. Yo yeah, Romero, I mean, they, he Leota Machida. Yes, he's Fuck. been Ryan he's, Bader. He's been around. King Mo. It's impressive. Yeah. The guy's an elite fighter. I mean, he'll get more low. I, I don't know. The clock's ticking. Thirty-seven. Brian Stand. Oh, he fought Alexander Gustafson. He choked him out. Yeah, he's been everywhere. Dude, Jesus right? Christ. Damn. So see, okay. So then, speaking of being everywhere, yeah. let's let's talk about also going on this weekend. So a lot going on this weekend. UFC Fight Night: Santos versus Ankalaev. Forgot about that. Because there's so of, many fights going on. It's speaking of speaking of people like Phil Davis who've been everywhere. Santos has fought hella people oh, that are in the top of the UFC, you right? He's John. He's fought John Jones. He's yeah. he's fought former champ Blakovich. He's fought Dude, current champ Glover Teixeira. It's a good card. Okay. And, Who the uh, fuck else can have a hammer tattooed on their fucking chest? <laughs> fuck were you thinking tiago i'm gonna name my next son tiago fuck it really oh you're still having no, kids yeah, good for you okay all right so so this is a light heavyweight main event santos yep. versus uncle live mm-hmm. uh uncle live also a striker so santos uncle live both primarily strikers uh i would say i would characterize santos as more of kind of the mma style striker herky jerky power shots uh Ankalaev, more of a standard striker, stands in the orthodox stance, clean, balanced, picks his spots. Who do you got here? I am going to go with Magomed Ankalaev. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just because of, I think he puts himself in less danger and he's got the power to like make Santos pay for any mistakes and we know from santos's history that he's prone to mistakes yeah. on the feet right even though that's where he wants his wants the fight to be he puts himself in danger but this is i think this is going to be an action-packed fucking fight for light heavyweight yeah. what do you think i think it will also i was watching uh the when remember when johnny walker was fighting the other uh the other week yes I watched the johnny walker tiago santos fight oh that's right you fought and, santos too yeah yeah and, uh you know, Tiago Santos ended up winning like a decision on that, but mm-hmm. he was also three. You know, he had lost three in a row: one to Jones, one to Teixeira, then Rakic. So, but you kind of saw him almost like fading if you if you really think about it against kind of like the younger opposition. So, for me, I mm. feel like especially with Ankalaev um, being on, dude, he's on like a seven fight win streak right now, and he's fought some pretty uh, harsh guys. I mean, like. A good amount of uh, talent, especially when it came to the striking de- department, like he was knocking motherfuckers out. And I feel like he's going to be a little, he's going to put the pressure on real early and he's going to back um, Tiago Santos up. And, I, and he's just like, you know, Santos is like a lot of fighters where it's really hard for him to fight going backwards. And I know he has that, that you know, kind of slip, cock back and, and throw like a right or something like that, like a straight right, right. To, like knock people out. But I just feel like Magomed also has the uh, the ability to change levels and and if if the firefight doesn't work for him and he if he's getting caught he can rely on on his grappling at that point. 
I think that's a good call. I think, although Santos does have a hard time moving back yeah. uh, while fighting, he has a history. He still has that knockout power while moving yeah. back. I think he did that um, in one of his previous fights. He was actually moving back and he knocked someone out. Um, and Ankaleev has that too. I think Ankaleev, I think Ankaleev is going to invite Santos forward, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Ankaleev, oh, okay. I think he's, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's going to invite him forward just because Santos is going to bring the action, and I think Ankaleev has it in terms of the accuracy where he can make him pay for that overaggression. That's where I. That's mm-hmm. how I see the fight. I don't think it's going to go to the end. I think it ends in the third round. Ankaleev TKO. Yeah, this is not going to a decision. I think, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'll say three, third round, like ground and pound. Oh, ground and pound. Yeah. I think okay. takes him, I think there's going to be some weird exchange where he gets caught because he's going to taste it. And then he's going to fucking, he's going to shoot. And then by the time he Like shoots, he's going to turn into a wrestler when he shouldn't be wrestling? Exactly. So he's going to shoot. Take, get the <laughs> takedown. And what's his name? Santos is already tired from blowing his entire load. Trying to knock him out. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ankalaev, man, especially at light heavyweight, it kind of impresses me how clean he is with uh, his approach. Um, and I'm a big fan of kind of a technical approach to striking. So I'm rooting for Ankalaev. But now, look, if San- Santos definitely has, you know, s- the ability to put him away if it comes to that. I mean, come on, he's got a hammer tattoo on his chest, right? <laughs> Is that what it means? Is that what the hammer tattoos mean? Power, right? Is that yeah, any, any large weapon of mass or like minor destruction on your chest, like Brock Lesnar's sword or like <laughs> the cock sword, the cock sword <laughs> on its own, man. The cock sword or you wonder if, wonder if he was smaller when he first tattoo. got it and like someone's and it looks like a sword and he got buff and then it just started looking like. <laughs> Like, why did it look like, why did he have a rusty sword? You know, it could be a clean sword. <laughs> but he has like a rusty sword, so it looks like a veiny penis. What the hell? Maybe he didn't he, have friends very, that told him that, like, don't do that shit, man. It's very Viking-like. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> never saw. I never saw that show, but apparently there's a lot of fucking that goes on in that Where? Vikings show. That show, that Vikings? Wasn't there a show called Vikings? Turned there was a lot of fucking on that, oh. so well, I mean, maybe that, that maybe was that's where. Days. Yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe that's a so, thing. <laughs> veiny swords. Veiny okay. swords. That's gonna be the next weapon I gotta learn how to use. What the about veiny sword. Shevchenko's gun tattoo? It's just so. That's okay. So four year old. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's cute, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't like. At least it's not like on the top of her like neck or <laughs> something. Or it's, or yeah, it's like her forehead. Like going oh, next level with it. So here's a good question. Would you tattoo your face? With what? Just a tattoo. <laughs> I you know, I don't have any tattoos anywhere on my That's body. So right. I, have a, I have a hard time like figuring out what I would want. I've always played around with the idea of it, but I can never decide. Did you ever on... do a henna tattoo and we're like, hey, I could do this? Nah. Oh, no, I never have. How about you? Best. So I have a but I have a few tattoos, but I remember when I was out in uh, Mexico, um, there was this henna tattoo artist over there. I was like, man, I'm going to get this freaking, I'm going to get like the most like kitty, like flamboyant tattoo they have on it. It was an ice cream cone with like a heart and I got it big on my chest. Right? 
Yeah. And I was how like, big on you know how what? big on your chest? Like it, it filled up my pictorial at least up to my. God shoulders. damn! Yeah. You made that henna artist work hard. That, it, dude, Jesus it wasn't Christ, cheap, bro. man. Like I, I got the the exchange rate wrong. It came out to sixty bucks. <laughs> for something that doesn't yeah. even last them forever. Dude, it lasted for like four or five days. And and my wife, she got a, this big dragon across her stomach. And I was like, that one was pretty sick though. Yeah, meanwhile, she's got to look at you, a fucking ice cream cone. <laughs> no. Good job, but, husband. Yeah. I would probably tattoo that somewhere on my body. That'd be cool. All right. Well, let's see, that's the next thing. You know, if Uncle Liev yeah. wins this fight, get the ice cream tattoo. Shows go. real badassery. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about one other fight. Yeah. Um, uh, Mar- uh, Marlon Marias is on this card. True. He's on the co main and he's fighting. Uh, I think the nickname is the Korean stun gun, right? No, no, no. He's Chinese. Oh, is he Chinese? Hold Song Yudong, yeah. He is. Oh, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry. I mixed, no, I, I mixed up I, my names. Yes. I, I've been following. Like, I thought when I first saw him, I thought he was probably going to be the next big thing. And then he took a loss. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but dude, that guy is fucking good, man. He's clean, right? He's clean. But then he, he runs into one of those syndromes where you, you almost kind of wind up a little too much after you get tired. Ah, uh, okay. Kind of, I got you. So the clean kind of goes away goes with away. the fatigue. What do, what do you call that? Fatigue. <laughs> gas. It's called gas. It's called when, like, you know, like, fatigue makes cowards of us all and you start winging your punches because you're scared of something else happening. Uh, but, you know, like, is this kind of... Like, I don't know how old Marlon Moraes is, but is this his kind of, is this his way back or is this just him just holding on Man. to being, being considered top tier? This is you know actually, what I mean? This is actually his way out. I think the UFC didn't do any do him any good favors um, giving him Song Yudong because Song mm. Yudong is, he's one of the up and coming prospects where he, you know, he's been through three, uh, three round fights already. He's gone the distance, got knockouts. He's been, I think he's been dropped. I don't think he's ever been knocked out per se. I might be wrong, but he's mm-hmm. been in trouble. So he's showing promise of a good prospect. And I felt like maybe the UFC was like, dude, you know, Marlon Marais, he he's shown he's been kind of a fucking lazy ass when he's getting his ass beat a little bit. Because the last couple of fights, he's been, you know, the, he hasn't really been doing well. I think he was like on a streak of like losses and they won one by like, knockout or something like that but regardless i don't think the ufc did him any favors by giving him song Yudong because they're probably this is probably part of his like walking papers really so they're so so they're feeding kind him of feature the, him feed, feeding and they're feeding him, yeah. him. oh interesting okay so, so like, who, okay, you, who do you got Yudong, I, I say song Yudong by tko okay i'm gonna go yeah. i'm gonna go with you i'm gonna go with you on that maybe because you know if what you're saying is correct maybe the pressure gets to Marlon and it's Dude, just yeah. like, fuck, you know, this is like, no one's even talking about me as much anymore. Dude, he's switching you know? camps too. He keeps switching camps. I don't think he switched camps uh, this time, but remember he was with, um, he was with Frankie Edgar's camp mm. mm-hmm. for, for a really long time. And then he did the same thing that um, Barbosa did. I think they both ended up going to American top team or something. All right. I don't okay. know if he's at top team because there's a lot of people probably doesn't like over there but <laughs> man the, 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 these big these big camps sometimes you just have a bunch of personalities yeah. and just not everyone's gonna get along Dude, how know? about how about makes marlon for compelling Marais, matches later on <laughs> how about marlon Marais's hairline though 
Like <laughs> I didn't even notice. Dude, it's... I mean, think, I mean, the reason why people go bald is because you can obviously see their, see their you know, their hairlines, but his hairline, whoa. What is it, like LeBron James it status? Needs, or what's going on It needs its here? own zip code. That's... Uh, <laughs> poor <laughs> bastard. <laughs> But you, you know, mean, these MMA fighters aren't shy of tattoos. Once it goes like that, don't you just tattoo hair back dude, onto you? <laughs> why not? That's, I mean, one of the uh, the, the guys can't see anyway that goes wrong. <laughs> they just ended up tattooing. I'd tattoo my head. Fuck. I'll be like Carlos Sapau all day. Oh, man. That, I remember when I first saw that. That's crazy. Well, he even, let, he even let his great hair grow out. So, like, yeah. you can barely see it now. How about the veteran Alex Caceres against Sadiq Yusuf? That's a good fight, dude. I feel, I feel good for like that Caceres is still around, you yeah. know, making it happen. He's breaking records. Yeah, I, I feel happy for Alex Caceres. He's an easy, easy fighter to root for. Yeah, but he's he, good, he but he's got a tough one man, with this one. I agree. He, Who I you mean, got, dude? Look at this. He's on a fucking five weight, five fight winning streak. Sadiq Yusuf, like he, I think he's from Texas. Is he from Texas? I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm gonna, Texas? I'm gonna go with Alex. I'm gonna go with Alex. I think he rides that good vibes. He's a veteran too, man. Like veteran, smart. He's not afraid. He's not a front runner either. No. He could be losing a fight, but he's gonna find a way. Dude. He's got that gamesmanship and that mentality where he could find a way to to win a matchup. He could be losing. He could be losing two rounds to. Yeah. He could be lose the first two rounds. And you can't count him out in the third round. <laughs> he catch you with something, and he doesn't. Yeah, that's that's one of those things. Like sometimes when you're losing in MMA, it's a three round fight. Some of these guys they think like, oh, now I got to knock him out, and that's like the only that like that's the only way to to do it. Do it. Um, and Alex has understood. It's no, it's mixed martial arts. There are yes, there are number a number of ways. To lose a fight, but there that's that same number of ways to win. Yeah. Uh so it's easy to root from. Sadiq. I mean, I'll go with Alex as well. It's gonna go probably three rounds unless he catches him with some like <laughs> some truck to back take. Yeah, I think it'll be a decision. <laughs> I think it'll be I think it'll be a decision. Truck to back take the rear naked joke or something. That's some that's the that's the big YouTube stuff, man. Dude, Go for that. How about how about Terrence McKinney making a quick turnaround? Them and you know what it is? These guys they don't get paid unless they fight. Yeah. So there is the incentive to stay healthy. You fight, you fight in a style that doesn't put you oh, at man. big risk, and then go again and get fighting, that bag. He's Drew Dover. A lot of experience with that guy, man. Who you got? I say, my heart says Terrence McKinney, but I think Drew Dover is going to be a little too much. Nah, you know what? He can't strike though. Drew Dover's like a grinder. I'd go Terrence McKinney. Fuck it. I guess I'll go with McKinney just because yeah. maybe he's just feeling good and he's like feeling sharp and he's grooving right now. Yeah. So and sometimes that experience uh, can work against you. You could you could be too smart for your own good in yeah. some of these fights. He might shoot and get. Especially you only have yeah you only have three rounds. So, Alex Pereira, he's fighting fucking Bruno Silva. Bruno Silva is not five and eleven. That's that his record. Right. That's his record. That's what it says on freaking on on um 
on an MMA junkie. That's a that's gotta that's be a gotta typo. be a mistake. That's it's gotta, gotta be the other mistake. way around. It's gotta be a mistake. <laughs> Maybe he's five eleven. Maybe he's five <laughs> foot eleven. Maybe that's what they meant. Hey, clean up your websites, MMA junkie. Junkie, we use you a lot. Okay, clean that shit up. <laughs> what are you looking at, Sean? Is that Pornhub? <laughs> <laughs> Junk porn junkie, porn junkie hub. <laughs> So that's so that's a man. That's that's a lot, man. I can't. But that's a lot. That's a lot. It this says week. fucking this guy's twenty two and six. Okay, well there, there you go. Come on, MMA junkie, you're like my trusted site, dude. Hey, that and you know, well, you know the rule. You look something up and then look it up again in another. Someone's slacking route. over there. Yeah, it's someone like, hey, they got a full time job too. <laughs> but let's um. Let's jump to some some news. You know, I know like we we've talked about one FC, we talked about Bellator, we just covered UFC. We can't forget about PFL, another big MMA league, and yeah. Kayla Harrison, who was a uh, free agent, um, has re-signed with PFL yeah. uh, with a big contract. Good for her, man. Now, does this? I mean, obviously, this helps PFL. But what does this really help with Kayla's career? Because they don't really have a lot of big names. I, I guess they're hoping to build around her, yeah? That just means that she got a lot of money. Like, mm. she, she's pretty much the poster woman of... If you think about it, she's kind of the poster woman of women's MMA right now because she's so dominant. You know, like, Chris right. Cyborg, I think her contract is coming up or something like that. And, right. Um, she's, you know, they've been trolling each other and they want to fight, but it's just not going to happen. And for for Kayla, she adopted those two kids. And for, you know, I'm a parent also, and I, I'm pretty sure she made the play to kind of secure their future and her future. So they mm-hmm. must be paying her a shit ton of money because if if she was already in talks with UFC and with the other um, organizations, you know, there must have been money being thrown at her. She was at the events. You know, like she was doing a lot of press at the same time. So it's no surprise that she signed back with them. It, it's only, it's, she's making a very logical decision because she's going to make a ton of money regardless. She's like, she's probably going to get like all these sponsorships, a lot of like movie role, like commercial type stuff without having to really um, go through a gauntlet. For example, if you go to the UFC, like, you know, most of the, all the girls are pretty good for her. She would have to cut weight. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. she's she fights yeah. at fifty five. We do have there is a fifty uh, a forty five division in um in the UFC, but it's not very developed. There's not that many people in there, so she would have to cut to thirty five and diminish all the work that she's done. And you know, she could she could be shitty at thirty five also. Right. So right. It. So basically, they built a division around her. Yeah. Yeah. They built a tournament format around her so there's always competition so less, why less why known. leave where you're comfortable exactly. so yeah it's it, kind of like the angela angela lee syndrome also where mm-hmm. she's pretty much the poster fighter for her whole family is the for one fc yeah FC. her like, brother you, her little sister yeah there was a i'm sure there was a point where she was probably like hey i can fight at 115 in the ufc but why would i i make mm-hmm. so much fucking money here in I'm the star already. The star, like I'm the Khabib of this of Asia. Mm-hmm. So, they, I mean, One FC does a great job marketing their Asian talent, but you know, how can you, 
But PFL needs another big signing, yeah. and they need what they not not just a big signing. What they really need, they need a star. is they need a star. But a star could be built from from a performance. They need a marquee fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't even have to be That's Kayla Harrison. True. They need this fight that just is insane, yeah, stand out. and that all of a sudden it it yeah it stands out, and everybody's talking about it. And they need a fight where guys. it's like. Yo, did you see yeah. what happened at PFL when these two whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, and both of those guys end up just getting popular, you know? Yeah, it, like it happened a few years ago with uh, when it was still when Bellator when it was uh, Strike Force. Remember? Remember? Yeah. Like Paul Daly and Nick Diaz when yeah. they fought, so that thing blew up everywhere. Now they were already kind of big names, but yeah. nobody thought that 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 round that they had would go the way it did. Yeah. And that just kind of immortalized them. PFL needs a fight like that. Well, it needs they, something they have it needs something like that to happen. What's great is they have Kayla Harrison and then they also have the Hawaiian dude, uh Ray Cooper the third, who was a nobody before. He was nobody. He mm -hmm. had like two thousand followers. I remember this because I remember he knocked Jake Shields out um in oh, damn. one of their uh tournament uh in one of their tournament uh, fights over at PFL, and mind you, his dad fought Jake Shields back in the day and got like, <laughs> like so that. family feud. Yeah, yeah. So, here. but I remember following him because he he knocked him out so fast. That I was like, I'm gonna follow this dude because he's a Hawaiian and stuff like that. And he he literally only had two thousand followers. He lost that. I think he either lost that year and won the next year, and then won the year after. Like, so he's two in a row, I think. But that changes your life because you start making a million dollars each time. And you start getting a big following, and now he's he's another poster boy. I mean, he's less known to Kayla Harrison, obviously, because Kayla Harrison's such a big deal. Like she's so dominant, mm -hmm. but people are sleeping on Ray Cooper, man. Like he's he's legit, man. His wrestling's good. He's a smaller welterweight, and he's just been knocking motherfuckers. Out. I guess he just needs that marquee performance exactly. against somebody else to get no rise to the challenge, no, right? Why. He's been knocking everybody out. And see, that's the problem. Remember, yeah. we were talking about the problem with Bellator building up some of these people and yeah. matching up against cans that like, devalues your star. But he's been knocking out the, the, the fucking Daggies, man, or the Dagestanis. Just because they're Dagestani <laughs> doesn't mean they're the shit. God damn, Sean, I'm trying to tell you this. I'm just going to say it outright. I'm trying to hint at you that maybe you're just like, I you know, wish you, you I was just in love with Khabib. <laughs> You're no, just I in love with Khabib so much, but just because they're from like the mountains of like <laughs> Eastern Europe somewhere, okay, does not mean that they people. they grew up all wrestling bears and fighting for like their food, okay. I wish I was Pakistanian. <laughs> well, you know, you travel the world and you could oh, get that experience because I think yeah. I think Khabib built out a facility out there to house fighters. I think he built out his own gym, so you could you go train with them, man. Be like them. You'll start talking no. about you. You'll, you're gonna you're gonna like no. start talking like them. You call everyone brother. Hey, call everyone let bro. Me, let me tell you this. I <laughs> I think I mentioned this before on the on in one of the episodes. I met Khabib, and that motherfucker is not a 155er dog. He looks like he's as big as a fucking ox, and he looks like an eraser. You know how racers. Well, dude, remember that's that, that was one of the issues that people talk, talked about with him, right? It's like, does he get injured a lot because the does the weight cut deplete him? You know what I mean? So, but uh, that makes sense because if if you're if what you're saying is correct, then 
yeah, having to grapple that guy, no wonder he's so fucking dominant. The, te- the technique and the, the size you have to deal with, fuck. Any fucking Dagestani dude, it's like, you gotta be scared <laughs> of being taken down. Like, Dagestani's becoming like the new word for like thug. Like, I'm not oh, scared gosh. of Brazilians anymore. I'm scared of Dagestanis. <laughs> Like you ran into a Dagestani in the neighborhood, you're like, wait a minute. Hey. How did you get out and all the way here in San Francisco? You must be a tough motherfucker. I'm scared of you. Is that oh, how it goes? Shit. Hey, speaking of wrestling, let's go to the next um oh. news item. Just real quick. Um, uh, Pat Downey, a standout wrestler, um, his Bellator debut postponed. Oh, I saw this, yeah. Um, because he has um this flesh, basically what they call just he was supposed to debut at Bellator 277. That looks like staff times two. like some mysterious flesh eating disease and it's like it's showing this reddish mark <sighs> on the on the upper part of his uh neck it, and it's just all over and was reading up a little bit on it and what they were saying is that it's a kind of condition that happens from people like after gross. they come after they come off of certain vitamins oh, and minerals Sean. you know what i'm talking about you know what I'm saying? You mean a cycle? Yes. Okay, I'll just say it. I thought and you were so, talking about like he was wrestling with bald-headed dudes and they were just putting their chest up in his neck right there. And you I know thought what? you were about to say that he was wrestling with uh, dudes with their balls and they were putting their balls on his chest, <laughs> oh, which might have been the case. But but I'm just saying, so hope, number one, hopefully Pat Downey gets the treatment he needs, is able to recover. Because Dude, the picture. I mean, he's a re- wrestling standout. He's like he's an amazing wrestler. Um, why the but, fuck? Why the fuck do they always put a picture of them looking guilty? Like, because <laughs> you know what you did to get this. Uh, <laughs> no, but what, what I'm when I read about the story, you know, again, it's like I'm wondering how many cases of something like this happen that we just don't hear about because. It hasn't gotten as bad as what's happened yeah. to Pat Downey. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's got to be like this unwritten, unspoken thing where people are on something. Like all professional athletes are on something, right? And now if they're cycling off and this is one of those things that could happen to you, a flesh-eating disease, I mean, talk about scared straight. You know what I mean? I'm eating vegetables and fruits the rest of my life. What's the need to do that, though? Like, the guy already has a free... He's a standout... Well, how long has he been doing this? Well, look, look, neither of us are professional athletes. Yeah. Right? So... We wouldn't know. We wouldn't know, I guess. And, like, yes, I coach for a living, but I don't compete for a living. So I I don't have to be at optimum physicality to do my job. Yeah. But imagine you're in that profession, the pressure to just maintain where you are. Now, I, I talked to some people that have had some experience with it, and what the draw with it is that it allows you to just keep training. You know what I mean? <laughs> like maybe maybe it doesn't necessarily make you stronger. Maybe it doesn't make necessarily make you faster. But you feel it takes away the soreness. You feel good. after You don't feel so run down through the week. And you could just keep training hard. And I think that's where the real appeal is yeah. for it. You know what I mean? And so these guys, they feel like they feel like fucking superheroes. And and I think maybe that's where the addiction part comes through, right? So like it's like it like they probably had a really good experience and they're like, dude, 
I'm doing this. Dude, so like, I'm just staying on this dirt. shit. I'm never, I am never going to stop. I'm going to fucking cycle until my dick fucks, you know, dude. That's, <laughs> man. Well, the old joke is like, I mean, I remember like, you know, I have, I have friends that they love like the Pride days, right? Yeah. Uh, Pride FC. Uh, oh, come on. And not just juice. I was like, they were doing, they must have been doing cocktails of <laughs> right like, before the fight. juice, steroids, PCP, angel dust, like everything. Uh, come on. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and then when you look back at your performance, when you're on that stuff and you want to be that guy, that person again, <laughs> can you imagine? Like, like, no, don't do it. I don't know. This looking at the possibility of like flesh eating disease. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't I'm have to be number one in the world. <laughs> Please. I would never fucking do that shit. I thought, man, I thought flesh eating disease means he's grappling too much and there's well, just that, too much freaking grind and like you're training that hard where you get a, I mean, I would have been like, oh, okay, that's cool. But, that's what I thought. That's what I thought but too. But now like, it's Oh, like, it's that. It's oh. just like, oh, there's a possibility that there's these other health effects <laughs> from cycling off of whatever you were on. A topical steroid, huh? Yeah. Yes, Exactly. It's oh, like, oh, it's, oh my God, man. Yeah, so come on, everybody. Let's do some just natural eating. Let's go back to just a new basic nutrition maybe, over oh, here. Dude, maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe he's just like, man, I'm not going to be able to do anything out there. That's what it is, I'm, man. There's It's I, a dependency on it. isn't even that great. And I, I don't know. My double yeah. legs have been kind of shitty lately. I mean, you could, I mean, and this could cross over to all the other sports as well, man. Yeah. You could you could absolutely see it. Shit. I'm doing steroids, especially when there's signed. so much. At, <laughs> my steroids is making my photography so much better. <laughs> if I ever got signed to do um, LeBron James's wedding, I'm doing cocaine. <laughs> I would. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing. It makes me a this this steroids makes me a better photographer, a better husband and father. <laughs> Let's do one. Let's do one for America. Oh please. <laughs> I know. Do you see that thing I texted you? Gas prices are now so high, it's cheaper to buy cocaine and run. Well, everywhere. I mean, if you're going to run everywhere, <laughs> you're probably going to need an upper to like get you to your next de destination. So. Dude, I got gas the other day and I go to Costco because I pay them fucking an annual fee. Mm -hmm. Go to Costco and it's still like cheap compared to the, the gas station down the street from my house. Right. But it's still, ex but it's expensive, it's, more expensive than it normally yeah, is. So I have, I have a beater Mercedes, right? So I have to put freaking supreme in that motherfucker and i look at I you mr mercedes god damn i look like a drug dealer honestly fancy guy because <laughs> you're driving this beater <laughs> mercedes, mercedes yeah. i see the way you dress too you're like you know just in your it's workout like, shit you, you, <laughs> you know what i'm just saying like with this it was just um, you know war or not this was bound to happen i just hope that this pushes um, an accelerated turn towards renewable energy and just stop fucking around with with gas and oil and shit that yeah. kills our environment. So just, but anyway, but hopefully any of you guys listening, I know it's a struggle out there with, with gas. Let's try to help each other out. If you can yeah. like carpool with friends, you know, yeah. go together to the support, grocery store. Support so, local business. Yeah, like let's 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 look out for each other. This is a time where we got to really kind of stick together, guys. Dude, my dad, he has this like full size SUV. I think it was over a tank. Hundred, <laughs> over a hundred dollars, dude. What's he driving? Is that like a Land Land Rover no, or something? He has. It's 
I was, just to let everyone know, only reason why I have a Mercedes is because I know how to fix it. Because I used to be a mechanic, a master mechanic. Whoa, you you know how to fix mechanic. a Mercedes, huh? I do. That's Look at the you, only buddy. reason why. Look at you. And my dad, he was a big fan of Mercedes because I worked there for a long time. And Plus, because you're because he's Filipino. And yeah, come on, man. Hey, all like me for Filipino, Filipinos of our previous generation before us, they just love Mercedes. My mom and my dad yeah. love Mercedes, man. Yeah. It's the saddest thing. No matter saddest how thing. bucket it is, they they treat it like it's brand. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're polishing a turd. If you go into mine. Polish it, the turd. You go into mine. It smells like fucking weed in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my dad. He has one of those uh, full size like GL four fifties. God damn, it's big. And it's a V eight twin turbo. Come on, dude. Well, you be, bet he's fucking safe in that motherfucker, though. Yeah, but my mom probably crush anything that Sacramento. It's like, dude. You know oh what Jesus. Could, yeah. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Thunder might Valley. Cheap. Might be cheaper to fly. <laughs> hey, have you ever been to Grayton Casino? No, but I've heard of all these places because I know like my friends that they take their retired parents yeah. out to these casinos and just hang out. It's just like, oh my God. So I, I'm trying to avoid that scene. Yeah, me too. It's, not, it's just not my thing, man. Not my thing, these casinos. I don't gamble. You just gamble with your health. Yeah. I gamble with my health. I don't gamble. Do jujitsu. Jujitsu and weed smoking. There you go. Um, <laughs> Dude, I had Chick Fil A uh, for maybe the second time today. So I, so get I'm, this. I'm, is it is it worth it? Because I've never had Chick Fil A ever. I'm going to tell you my review right now. This all right, all right, let's go. Let's so go. They opened one up over at Ceremony, which is a big deal because there's not that many around. I think the closest one was mm-hmm. somewhere in the South Bay, which was like maybe Santana Road, some sort. I don't know. Or Santa Rosa. I ate, I ate at the one in Santa Rosa. I was high as fuck. My cousin bought. Yeah, it for I think me. I think uh, just not to interrupt you, but the, like yes, yeah, ceremony, and then I think the next closest one around here is like all the way in Walnut Creek. Yeah, yeah, in something East like Bay. that. <clears throat> anyway, so I, uh, my wife was like, "Hey, let's go eat. I've never had it. Let's do it. It's usually a long ass fucking line. We got in pretty quick because you can order ahead. And okay, then, and then what you do is you wait in the drive through. Uh, or you can go into the to the actual storefront, uh, but you go to the drive through. You you tell the person your name, and they look it up on the order list. And at that point, they verify it, and that's when they prepare your order. It's crazy. They don't prepare okay. it until you actually get there. So, I ordered a regular, you know, Chick Fil A, some nuggets and some some, you know, like waffle fries. I guess that's what you call it. You can order like whether it's spicy as well or something yeah, so like that, like mild, spicy, or things like they that. Have a full fledged menu, and then okay, you pick your sauces. And anything over two sauces, they recommend you get a bottle, which I don't fucking get because I didn't get it at first. But then when I tasted the actual sauce, it makes sense because the sauces are actually pretty good for for what it's worth. So okay. I get the chicken sandwich; it's pretty good. It has like pickles in it. You know, my wife was kind of disappointed in it because she was thinking it was going to be like some gourmet shit right well there's a line <laughs> i know right and she was just like i, I could have sworn it was going to be better and i was just like yeah it was good not okay. not worth waiting that long in that in that line for for my taste their, okay their chocolate shake or their, their cookies and cream shake probably the best shake i've ever had oh cookies life. and cream shake so huh? i would definitely okay. go back just for that just for the shake yes and their nuggets right. they're not like chicken mcnuggets it looks like they just started cutting pieces off of like the chicken and dipping it in batter. It was pretty good. The sauces honestly is what makes Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A and their consistent crunch in some of the um chicken sandwiches. I must say 
I had Jollibee's. If you're into crunch, I would rather go with the Jollibee one. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say is because the reason why maybe you guys weren't super impressed with Chick-fil-A is because you know, you're Filipino. Filipino, you're Filipino <laughs> and like we're all, you know, like you, you go to Jollibee's. And it's not that expensive. And, and just Jollibee's biased. fried chicken is hella fucking good. And it's hella faster. <laughs> it's they're fast. You know, the they're nice. Is good. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, I'm going to go for it. Fuck around. Filipino. Fuck around and find out with Jollibee's, man. Let's go. Hey, what, do you, what do you order when you go to In-N-Out? Because I know you go. Do you go to In-N-Out? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. It, do you and let have... me tell you. I'm going to tell you right this right now. I'm very, I'm very particular. Very particular, okay. but I'm not, I I'm not anything it. special. I, all I do, all I do, I get a four by four with Who? grilled onion. Fuck yeah, yeah, man, I'm a growing young man. I'm a four by four with grilled onions only. I don't like the spread. Honestly, I don't like the spread. But I, I but four by four onions with grilled only. onions only. So it's basically your your got cheese, grilled Ooh, onions, and the and the patties. Bomb, four dude. by four, and I get two orders of fries. You are two a gangster, man. Two orders of fries, and I get a chocolate shake. Huh. That's what I do, man. Four by four, grilled onions only, two fries, and a chocolate shake. God damn. I'm all, that's shit. How much does all that cost? I want to go, I want to go right now. Yeah, yeah. How much does no, all that cost? It, you know, honestly, it's not that expensive. It's I think it's like under $20, if I remember God. correctly. Damn. That sounds amazing. That sounds great, right? So mine is uh And I, I like the, supporting In and Out too, yeah, because yeah. I remember reading a book years ago called Fast Food Nation. And In and Out was one of the few companies where number one, they I don't, I don't know if it's that's the case now, but for as far as I can tell, it still is where they they treat their workers well, Dude, they pay. and and they're actually very clean with how their facilities are and how how the the meat is prepared. Good. Uh, and Fuck. so I never. I, so that. I like I like so as I mean it's a big fucking corporation, you know. The owner, the current like um, heir apparent of Aaron and now she's kind of sketchy, but. Uh, that's what like, the one big uh, fast food joint that I do support. I don't. I mean, I don't go like all the time. It's like maybe once every two or three months I treat myself to In and Out. But uh, yeah, that's where I go. That's where I pick nice. out. I just do a double double, and if I'm, but I I get I don't have any lettuce in mine. I don't like the lettuce because I feel like you just have the so tomatoes, like, tomato and onions, like the raw onion, but. I mean, I when I get when I get real hungry, I do like a three by two where it's three patties, two cheese. But dude, three by two, okay. Yeah. But why 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 won't you do the third cheese? I don't know. I felt like I was maybe going a little too far, but seeing as if the, the, you one, do the, the one four the by one, four, the one slice, the one slice is going too far. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna yeah. have three. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna do three beef patties <laughs> with all that spread, but the one, <laughs> the one extra slice of American cheese that goes too far, yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. I, it's good to know your yeah, limits. Yeah. But I, right. I, okay. I remove the nasty wet, <laughs> the nasty wet fucking lettuce, dude. I'm gonna fucking try this. I'm gonna call it. We should name it carlo style or something i don't know dude four <laughs> it's, by four it's very plain onions. it's very plain no no but then my plain. wife and my kids they get plain cheeseburgers like that's it like meat cheese and bun and i and i love it because i always eat their overstock you know oh yeah yeah and sometimes i i tell my wife to get an extra one so we can split it because mm -hmm. i can't i mean maybe i'll get full off of a fucking four by four like i'm never i feel like i'm never full Get two fries. <laughs> that I, I, do. Me. I do. That helps me. <laughs> I can, dude, I can kill fries all day and I still feel hungry. 
but that one extra slice of cheese might <laughs> fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> How about I'm getting a three by two? I know they're wait, probably what, like, wait, 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 what's they're the probably two? like, oh, I'm just sorry, two slices what? of cheese. And I'm confused. You I'm don't confused want the third slice? What happened? If you're not a veteran cashier person, they have to ask a guy. Three by two. Yeah, they're like, I'm sorry, what's a three by two? Oh, that's three three patties, two cheese. No, and they're probably in my like, head, I would you think fucking it, murderer. <laughs> I would think it'd be like two patties and three cheeses because then you'd want the extra cheese. No, you know what I mean? No, no. I like, you know, I like this though because I've I've learned something here. Yeah. (laughs) Remember, maybe we could ask them something like that. No, but you know what though, I really want to try this four by four grilled onion thing. Dude, is it big like to where you can't bite down on it? No, right? Because I'm I'm, I'm about to say this and then open myself up for jokes. I got a pretty big mouth, Sean. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I go, Sean, I can put a lot of meat in my mouth. But uh, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but. Nah, you can. I, 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 I could handle it. I could handle. It. <laughs> I could handle. It. I could handle. God damn it! Yeah. No, you say, or maybe we could do like a two by four, a two patties, four cheese. Fuck. Which is let's let's get creative. Wonder if you, you. I wonder if you ask for that if you think you do that. You're going you know straight I mean? to the bathroom. Gonna go two to two 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 by four. Dude, two, sometimes, sometimes when <laughs> I when I eat certain things, I gotta go straight. It's like, oh damn, sausage with mushroom with egg, dude. Really? I have to be near the house before I start eating that. <laughs> but it tastes so, so good. good. So good. Tastes so good. Expensive. That shit costs more than fucking In N Out. Bro, man. I, hopefully, I, you know, I'm wondering. I think In N Out just just stay with what they are, but I wonder when they're going to start getting to the breakfast sandwich game. Wow. Maybe they don't have to. Maybe they don't have to. What would they do? I, I, think they sh- I think they should keep it the way it is now. I think one of the reasons why they can afford to pay their workers well and why they could keep everything clean um, is because everything is just kind of simplified. They're, they're not spread too thin where they're trying to do too many things and deal with so many vendors, you know? I know. I've watched too many, like, Gordon Ramsay shows where they always just cut the fucking menu and by, like, 80% and they're only selling, like, four things. And I think that's kind of the trend nowadays with a lot of restaurants, right? You, you, to make you get the menu and yeah. it's one page. Yeah. You know, yeah. menus are, like, one page now. Uh, or it's like preset. So I think it makes things easier for the chef in the kitchen. Yeah. Definitely. Just, streamlined then they could and they could specialize in those particular items. Yeah. I think it just makes things more easier. Like even with your spending and it makes it predictable almost, right? Right. Like I know I'm gonna spend $120 on this one steak. <laughs> 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 Fucking oh, small ass filet mignon. What the fuck? <laughs> Have you ever had like check this out? I've I've saw this uh thing on my YouTube channel where there's a guy named Guga, Giga Guga, G-U-G-A. Look him up on YouTube if you guys ever can. But he's like the meat. <laughs> I'm gonna get some jokes for this too. He's the meat master, right? So he, he yeah, pretty much I bet he is. He just he gets access to like all this like A5 Wagyu. I've never ever had any of that expensive, like I've had maybe one like Kobe, like I paid me like seventy bucks for like this really small piece of like Kobe beef, like back when Kobe was still plentiful. Yeah, but that's the most I've ever spent on a steak. But I can't believe how some of these people have access to some of this like A five Wagyu and like, and they have enough money to just like eat like a ton of it. So there's this guy; he's a professional eater. He linked up with this meat master <laughs> guy. <eater>. Yeah. <laughs> Special fucking eater. He has like 15 million subscribers on freaking YouTube. 
Anyway, he goes and walk and goes to other places. And this guy goes, hey, you want to team up with me? I get all this fucking A5 Wagyu. He ate eight pounds of Wagyu in, in one minutes. sitting. Yes. I'm going to send it to you later There's on. There's no way that it can't be fucking healthy, man. But dude, the guy, the guy is actually shredded. Like that's for, like that old Simpsons guy. That's like that old Simpsons episode where Homer gets into this steak eating contest with this guy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And the guy loses, but then they're, they're they're congratulating, and it turns out he died at the table. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's just like there. This, his hey, corpse is like happy look on his dead. face. His corpse, he's like, he's dead. He died of a heart attack, like eating this fucking giant ass steak the size of the table they were on. Simpsons. Now, well, well, with that, dude, I'm now I'm hungry. So this is your fault. <laughs> and I'm fucking hungry. I'm... Yeah, we went on a fucking. Food, a food <laughs> well, that was a good one. That's a good one, though. We should do that. Nutrition for martial arts. That'll be another topic in the future. I think we. We'll that's gonna be something what, we gotta cover. We'll tell you what to order at fucking In and Out so you can save we'll on review, calories. We'll review different one types of places. We'll change your meal. Well, and then for the Filipino folk, we'll cover places like what to get at Red Robin, what to get at Jollibee's, <laughs> uh, what, yeah, what to get, what what to get at what's what's another like cash Super grab Goldilocks, Goldilocks, fucking Goldilocks, superstar. <laughs> and next time you're at Seafood City, what to look out for when you're at Grill City yeah. or Crispy City, Crispy Town. <laughs> hey, shout mm. out to uh, I think we have some mutual friends. Shout out to uh, Daniel Kim from. Uh, Woodman and John Tan. Oh yeah, DK, DK. Yeah, shout yeah. out to John Tan. Also, we did some work together. Uh, uh, DK is actually a realtor now. If you haven't seen it, and um, you know he, his story is like he, you know, I didn't really know the guy. I actually caught him on film as I was doing one of the um, MMA events here, and I was like, oh, I always, I always remember the guy because he was in my film, right? Because I kept editing it over and over again. Anyway, great dude. Um, started doing real estate, you know. And uh, one of his main contractors or carpenters is John Tan. Who, John Tan, yeah. If if you martial arts heads and um, and Bay Area fight fanatics remember, he's from uh, the old the old El Nino. El Nino, El Nino yeah. And he even fought on Bellator's um, was it kickboxing card? Yeah, he was on a he was on a kickboxing yeah. card. I remember I was at that fight. Yeah, he's also a former military guy. I think he was a Marine, um, but. You know, he was a lot of these guys' main sparring partners for, like, a lot of these Bay Area MMA dudes. And um, I knew about him because he, uh, you know, he trains with John Ricci, and they have yeah. this little underground gym thing out in the city. Mm-hmm. I knew him from that, but I didn't know that he was in, he was also, like, a, um, a union contractor for the local uh, city for a very long time. And, you know, his parents were very supportive of his career choice, too start helping DK flip houses and stuff like that because, you know, his family, I didn't know, but they actually own house, uh, Broadway prime, Broadway I mean, prime in Burlingame. Burlingame. Yeah. And, yeah. Know, like I, I respect that hustle with that family, man, because even though, you know, John Tan had, had, you know, he grew up in that environment. He still was in the military. He still, you know, worked with his hands. He could have took a very easy route, but he's a super humble dude. Yeah, he hard great, worker. He does great work. Yeah. And the house that he remodeled is going to sell for over a million dollars for sure. And well, congratulations to him and DK, to man. Guys. And uh, I think literally after I did the media for this house, a week later, like they were already getting offers. So, good yeah, job. Yeah, so shout out guys. to those guys, man. 
These young conquerors of the universe. Yeah. What are you doing uh, <laughs> over the weekend? Uh, this weekend, I just got clients. What's what, tomorrow client for what? What are you doing? I just a private uh, uh, MMA training. Fuck uh, yeah, man! A person's house, and then uh, hopefully I'll have time to watch a couple of people do some sparring over at uh, Pacific Ring Sports. Nice. And then tomorrow afternoon, we're finally going to put up a heavy bag over at Hapkido USA. We have a number of standing heavy bags for the kids, yeah. but we're going to put up like a, a legit Muay Thai heavy yeah, bag, yeah. the one that like you know get some good conditioning on. So we're going to put that up this afternoon. Um, not this Big afternoon, tomorrow afternoon. Bag. You know, it is yellow. It's a yellow nice. bag. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's not shaped like a dick, though. But uh, <laughs> yes, it is a Fairtex bag. Um, and then Sunday, I got another client uh, for a one-on-one Muay Thai. How about you? Tomorrow, I'm taking my son to uh, his first, you know, birthday party for one of his friends. Like, not he's not one. I'm saying like, uh, my my son has you know since the pandemic we kept him very distant from any of that stuff. So yeah, and that was like right in the middle of his you know his life. So he hasn't really gone to any birthday parties. So we're going to uh, shout out to Pump It Up out in I think it's in San Carlos or one. What of Pump the- It Up is still around? Yeah. So, those things, those places are fun, man. They are. I'd, and I'd, I almost blew my fucking ankle trying to chase my son <laughs> the last time I was over there. That shit, dude, that shit will fuck you up, man. You got to be careful, man. Yeah, you're, dude. You know, you're, we're at an age where we got to watch what our stabilizers are doing when we're running on the, on those jump houses. Dude, it doesn't help how they have this, like, blow-up house basketball room. I was like, man, I always want to. I'm going to dunk. I'm going to dunk, dunk on that shit. Windmill dunk. <laughs> After like a few fucking tries, I'm sweating like I was doing MMA training. <laughs> it's it's because it's it, if you think about it, it's plyometric training. All that b- jumping and bouncing, you're you're doing plyometrics. It's explosive training. I, I had so, no idea. So, so yeah. hey, so what you should you should do? You should warm up and stretch before you go to this birthday dude, party. You're gonna need to do some working dude, out. I sweat a lot, dude. When I anytime I train, like I just sweat profusely. So I'm that kid that has to bring an extra set of clothes. For myself. Yeah, at least, and I'm the well, at least you know who you. At least you know you. <laughs> you know you, and you're prepared. <laughs> Come up in my jujitsu wear. <laughs> you have to be. You're the kind of guy you have to wear two rash guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I did that last week. God damn it. Dang. Okay. All right. I was, I was just, just teasing, but it's all right. Anyway, yeah, you're but considered yeah, that, a training partner. And uh, I'm actually going to see uh, two of my friends I haven't seen in a really long time on Sunday. Hey, yeah, that's I'm good really to hear, man. That, man. Just reconnecting, right on, man. you know. It's good shit, that, dude. I'm excited to hear about the uh the US Muay Thai things. Dude, I know Eddie Abasolo is out there as well. Yeah, he lost his uh oh, he lost his know. match. He's out. Um, in terms of other barrier guys that are still in it. Sean Clamaco's still in it from uh from Smash. Um Ethan from Wooden Man Wooden is Man. Still, in still in it. He's still in it. Uh I, some names are kind of escaping me right now because I don't have my uh notes in front of me so with for that. Out. Eddie's done, like he's going yeah. Through. Yeah, so because it's a one and done, single elimination, so it was a good fight. It's only uh, time. Uh, the guy he fought, Jordan, was was very solid. It was a really time. good fight. Just just a heads up, it's only a matter of time. He's going to fucking MMA. Come on. Well, I mean, he, he's training with Darren, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, I just don't think, especially with that guy's experience, like all this U.S. Muay Thai thing. That's that's great and all, but. Like he's surrounding himself with like straight up MMA fighters and like right, you're gonna take up the habits of the people you're around. Yeah, his gym's on the way up right now. He's doing really well. 
he's got amateurs like you know and like and so plus stuff. you're gonna plus you're gonna you're gonna want to get the bag right yeah, for sure and mma's where the, the money is. that's every mma's where the money is especially if he's still, so especially if he's still paying you for those seats <laughs> Dude, once that all unfolds, we should cover that in an episode and see how it goes. And let the hate messages roll in. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. I mean, I can't wait for these fights. I think, man, I think this weekend is going to be like, I'm probably not going to. We're not gonna have sex with my wife this whole weekend because there's so many. Oh, so it's like so like any other weekend, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I think we'll end it with that. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, guys. And don't forget to hit that notification button anytime we come out with a new episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Uh mine is Sean underscore Pierre underscore and yours, Carlo. Uh, Instagram, Hopkey1. On Twitter, Hopkey11. Don't forget to visit Hopkido USA in the sunset. Travis Magala Jiu-Jitsu in the Mission. Fight Culture in Daly City, California. Um, don't forget to visit SkyRealTeamMedia.com. Don't go to Chick-fil-A if you're going to wait. <laughs> uh, get the 4x4 with in and out. with In-N-Out. If you want good fried chicken, go to go, go to Jollibee. Go to Jollibee. <laughs> Download the McDonald's app to get free fries. Oh shit, that might just be worth the right by itself. Look at you. Go 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 go, go on a jog, jog. Yeah. I need to go train. <laughs> shit. All right, have a good weekend, guys. Peace.